Hi. Hello. Hey, hey. How you doing? Oh, really good. Missing Meredith again. Yeah. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows, or as we like to say, it's a lot more bleep than giggles. (laughs) I can't cuss with your mom. I'm Kim Haynes, (laughs) midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula and a birth assistant with you and Meredith, who's not here, at that same small out-of-hospital practice. And we have a guest here. Who who are you, guest? I'm Elizabeth Schwartz, and I'm a childbirth educator. I've also worked as a birth doula, and I'm Jessica's mom. Yeah. The best job of all. The best. I feel bad for you. I'm sure that wasn't easy. I don't know. I'm really good at looking innocent when I'm not. I think she's going to be so much more loving towards you than my mom was towards me. (laughs) (laughs) During this episode or in life in general? I think no matter what, all the time. (laughs) I'm going to try to make this the first episode I really don't say a single bad word in. Okay. I'm proud of you, Kim. I can't take the look that your mom gives me when I I let one slip. (laughs) Like a fart? Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather fart in front of your mom than drop the (laughs) F-bomb. So, Kim, you wanted to start out with your complaint of the week because we've had so many births we've done that we haven't gone to so talk about in many, our births. So many births. Life's which, been crazy. It's like, and I know we all go through this this part of life and several times where you're looking at life and death, right? So my Grammy's dying, and so I, it's just death. All talk of death. The kids are talking about death. My mom, you know, my family, myself. And right now, because of COVID, and we're going to do a whole episode on this, so I won't get into it, but this woman whom I have known my entire 42 years of existence, I can't touch her. I can't talk to her face to face. I'm stuck looking at her through a bleeping window (laughs) because she could get Corona and die. And it's, it, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into it. So everyone's like, oh, you're so brave to birth out of the hospital, right? You're so brave. And here I am looking at what our hospital system is currently doing, which is forcing women to give birth to this new life Mm -hmm. alone that will eventually die alone if they had anything to do with it. Like if COVID has its way. And so In the last two weeks, I've had two people call and they're just, they can't even believe it. One doctor actually bled, led a baby. Yeah. Like blood, blood, breaking like 1700s. Yeah. Like they claiming the midwife let the cord pulse for too long. So they had to drain. You should see Liz's face. Where's your camera when we need it? So, (laughs) so I kid you not, their baby was returned to them less of a human. The doctor said, I had to drain the baby's blood out. Here you go. No permission. Yeah. No discussion of this. Obscene. Really obscene. I'm like, what is this? The freaking medieval ages? Like, I can't. That's how I was incensed. I was like, what is happening? This mother's telling me this. And I'm like, she must be exhausted. She, she's misunderstanding. But no, when you look at the baby's foot, it's fine, Aww. whatever. So moving on from that, then a supposed lactation consultant, I'm making air quotes, um, sent a mom home with formula saying, good luck, just try again later, don't worry about it. Ugh. And it's like, you can't call yourself a lactation consultant if you can't help a mom lactate. That is the opposite of what you're supposed to do. It is. And I'm going to say, guess what? Both of these were in our area, which it could not be running backwards faster than it is right now. Yeah. So people want to say... Like, oh, you're so brave. And, oh, you're out of hospital people, Kim Haynes. You're killing babies. Like, yeah, I'm not draining their blood from their body <laughs> no. because I don't understand how the blood system works. But you know what? I'm going to stop right now. 
That was a good rant, though. I'm going to stop. It's a really good rant. Right. Thank you. But and I didn't point. cuss a single time. You did not. Thank you. Go you. We might not have to. We might not have to mark this one as um, whatever it obscene. Is. Obscene. I don't know. <laughs> um. So that that's a good way to segue into. So we're interviewing my mom today. We interviewed Kim's mom in the last episode because me and my mom are also two generation of birth workers. Um. But mom. You were not always this glowing fountain of natural health information <laughs> that I you that. are today. Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can remember, you were. But I just I remember the day you told me because I knew you for a while, and we went to that class together. Uh, yes, we with, did with Amy and Desiree, and then I learned that you actually had four cesareans. Yeah, and I was blown away. So, talk about yeah, talk about what your when you were giving birth, the way that you went about it and what happened to you, some of your experiences with doctors, and then we'll kind of see how that led you into your what you're doing now. So, as Kim mentioned, all four of my beautiful children were C-section deliveries. I had planned on a natural birth. I wanted to birth my babies. I wanted to watch my babies take their first breath. I wanted to hold them with their brand new wiggly wetness. And the powers that be, the doctors, the hospitals, they call the shots. And I didn't know about having a voice and having choices and so you, you think that you're doing the right thing. You go along with what they say. Yes, I took my Lamaze classes, and I was, you know, just planning on these wonderful births. And then you get in the middle of the situation with what the hospitals do and all their interventions. They don't talk to you. They don't explain. They just do what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's very disempowering, and women are very vulnerable. And it was after... Um, my first was born and because of everything the hospital did, breastfeeding was an absolute nightmare. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And so then when I got pregnant with child number two, when my first was four months old, (laughs) she wanted a redo. She's like, we're going to just redo that one. I forgot you. Something's got to work out better than this. I went to La Leche League. Were you nursing at that point still or no, uh, you could not? We tried everything okay and uh, mastitis for example uh, for yeah seven times in six weeks uh, oh fe- fevers of 104 or higher wow the entire six weeks <laughs> that so is a we, nightmare we you know uh, we really tried so, so then with child number two i'm going to the la leche league meetings and that was eye-opening because not only did they talk about the breastfeeding, they talked a lot about natural birth. They talked about how to deal with doctors. They talked about how to um, make decisions, risks, benefits, get the information you need. And it was also such a wonderful way to look at parenting and mothering in, in just a supportive, wonderful way. And so I read a lot of books. I did a lot of um you know, work with La Leche League, learned a lot, and that is when the whole change in outlook began. Do you remember your first La Leche League experience? Because I had never, I remember when I went for the first time, because I also didn't nurse Chris, 
it was my first time seeing a four-year-old nurse and I literally almost <laughs> peed my pants. Like I was like, what? And now it's normal to me. Yeah. But do you remember like that moment where you looked around and everyone was nursing and it was like, oh, I thought that was wonderful. What really helped me, though, was that I went to a La Leche League meeting with a bottle. Oh. For I had to bottle feed my first while I was there, and nobody batted an eye. Everybody was just so supportive about it. We understand that you did the best you could. Now let's see what we can do to make the next experience How, better. Wow, supportive. How nice. <laughs> so I don't know if everyone knows this about my mom, um, but my mom is much more of a rule follower than me. <laughs> she so, is the, she if you look up rule followers in the dictionary there's a picture of Liz Schwartz smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember you talking about when you were a kid and it never even crossed your mind to break your mom's rules. Of course and not. And so I'm li- talking about Lila, are you sure you didn't birth Lila? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. Lila is like my I gave birth to my own mother. Um <laughs> So Sorry, this, so you going into giving birth, being that rule follower, it was really hard for you to try and buck the system because you are someone who follows now rules. Now, wait a minute, Jess. Have you ever seen me angry? Oh, <laughs> several times. Ooh, Ooh, I have it. A couple. There, there you go. <laughs> Get me angry enough. Righteous little, indignation. Get me angry little, enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and I'm gonna dig my heels in. It's interesting. <laughs> I wanna see it so badly. <laughs> but I, I love you too much to make you angry, so I'm not gonna Aww. do it. So that's one way that me and my mom are different because my mom was just like, I follow rules and this is what's happening and that's what's happening and then me. I do like rules. Yeah. I am also very analytical. Oh, I analyze everything. Yeah. But you have to understand, I was singing all the hippie songs in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the talent show. My mom uh, does. Ca- singing, oh, oh, where have all the flowers gone? <laughs> I mean, my, yeah. I, I, I believed in peace and love and all those nice she things. She does have an inner free spirit. Mine is just more yes, like you, Kim. I'm an outer free we, spirit. We just are all out, yeah. outwardly If someone free. tells me what to do, I'm like, we'll see about that. I don't think so. <laughs> don't know about then, that then i look at you just and i go i don't understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom does the same thing you guys should have a, a session where you complain about how your children are behaving as, as kim's mom she has a shirt that we made that says i didn't raise her to be this way <laughs> and she wears it very proudly she does mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure but as we talked about in the episode last week with your mom um you it took you a long time to learn how to say the word penis and I you helped me. Oh, you were so helpful. Can you say <laughs> it now? Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I want to go back to when you were pregnant with your second and you went to La Leche and they were supportive and you were thought for sure this birth would be different. Uh, well, once a cesarean, always cesarean. Although I labored oh. for over 24 hours, I just didn't tell the doctor. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were in labor for 24 hours with your second? Yes, over. But uh, and I didn't God. say anything. And then he started the surgery, and he's like, "You were in labor, weren't you?" Uh, maybe, well, um, maybe, um, possibly. <laughs> but I think it's so sad that she didn't feel like she could tell anybody she it was is. having contractions all yeah. night. Yeah, and also the fact that when the doctor came in to do the surgery and noticed she was in labor, it wasn't like 
let's rethink this. Let me tell you how far dilated you are. Like, obviously something was happening. Which, wait. He actually scolded her for not telling him that he, she yes. was in labor. I don't even know who your first and second kids are. I, I don't know who's older. Uh, Elisa. Elisa's yeah. oldest. Okay. And then John's And then the, John. Yep. So, how old is John? He turned 40 back in October. Okay. Yeah. Because Chuck is 43 and Hope, he was a C-section and then she had another, then she had a vaginal birth after that. So. Totally depends on where you're but, at. Yeah. Area. But you were in Long I was Island. In New York. And yeah, she was, I was here. In New York. So it's just crazy how it like. It each, all depends on. Each place is different. Each practice. So okay. But, go on. So but then, so you had another cesarean. Um. Speaking of the fact that she didn't always know all the things she did, she did gasp, circumcise my brother. <laughs> hey. What? Circumcise my brother. We all did. We all okay, did. I, I, I'm sorry. The last name is Schwartz. Hey. Yeah. And don't, de- <laughs> don't defend there's, yourself. There's an entire family. Don't defend yourself. You That's def- not allowed on this podcast. I understand, Liz, because... First of all, the Jewish community all circumcises. Secondly, this was 40-some years ago. Everyone circumcised. That's not true. I stood right outside the door with the door open and took Tim the second they were finished. And fortunately, the doctor was very quick. um, But... The whole family would have been like, what do you mean you're not circumcising right. him? So I get it. It was just like, you gotta, you gotta get it. You have to understand where she was coming uh, from. I, do, I bet but she I wouldn't still, do it now. I still don't no. defend it. She's st- but she wasn't full of her knowledge like yes. she is now. And that's my only point in that, was that she was not always full of the knowledge. Yeah. That but is very true. You did go on to have a successful breastfeeding relationship with John. Absolutely. Ooh, how long did you nurse him? He was probably uh, two and a half when oh, he finally wow. weaned. But my longest, <laughs> yeah, Jess, Jess. Okay, Jessie was only nursing during the morning cuddle and nap time and right before bed. Oh, that wasn't and then so bad. Her sister was born. Oh, oh, and the milk came in. So then she nursed a lot. And then it was like every time the baby nursed, she wanted to nurse. Oh my gosh, just like Lila. Yeah, I had that experience. And yeah. so I, I had um, nursed through the pregnancy, but like <gasps> I said, it was only like two or three times a day, mm-hmm. mostly for cuddling. And then when the milk came in, I still remember you with your hands on your hips, very indignant <laughs> that I was making you wait till the baby finished the first side. <laughs> I love this story. And that was the start of me and my sister's very interesting and chaotic relationship. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> How long did you nurse Jess for? Uh, you ready, Jess? Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. I'm not uh, Well, you can ask her. She remembers. Uh, for four years? Four years. Four years. The same as Ren. And uh, the yeah. Leche leader said... Well, she's probably not going to wean until her sister does. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Did that, was that true? Yes. You weaned them both at the same time? Yes. <laughs> JL was about two, two and a half and she you was You literally four. sucked the life out of your own mother. I take what I want, Kim. Yes, you do. I now. I walk into a room and I take what I want. I thought want. this was the new Jess, but apparently it's been <laughs> happening since you were four. Um, so, okay. So then I do know that you had a long break between me and John. Um, four years. And then, again, your doctor wanted you to schedule a cesarean, but you bucked the system at that point in time because they had wanted to take all your other babies early. And then... Yeah, I waited to labor with, with John, number two. Yeah. Then with you, we actually waited till after the due date. Yeah, which they were wanting... Didn't you tell me they were wanting to like do the cesarean at like 38 weeks or something? Well, they, yeah, they like to schedule it two weeks. Well, that's because I said no. you keep trying to go into labor. If you would have just followed the rules, <laughs> maybe they would have given you some extra time. 
Yeah, the only one they actually took early was uh, was was JL because yeah. at that point the doctor was chomping at the bit. This is the fourth C-section. Your uterus is paper thin. Blah blah blah. Let, we don't want any issues. Yeah. And then that was a bad decision because her lungs weren't ready. The due date was incorrect, and so oh. she had respiratory issues and had to. How many weeks do you think she actually was when she came out? Uh, she was probably four weeks early. Oh my gosh! And you do you know they still do that? Yes, they do. They and it's still wrong. make those mistakes. And, you, you know, it was, I remember going down to the nursery and watching her breathing and the chest heaving. Yeah. And I stood there for about five seconds and couldn't deal with it and just walked away. And all of that was unnecessary. It, it was. was all because of random, let's just schedule, well, blah, and, blah, blah. And I don't say they still do that as it, as a jab. I'm saying we are humans, so we human error does play a role. So sometimes they miscalculate due dates, and then they deliver babies at, you know, 34 weeks, thinking it's IUGR, but actually it's 34 weeks. Yeah. Right. So this still happens because we we just can't get it right. <laughs> And so I know at that point in time, like a lot of your friends were having cesareans. I know that you, yes. JL was born the same day as one of your closest friends' sons, and you guys shared a hospital room, and she scheduled a cesarean because her doctor was going on vacation or something. No, she, it wasn't a scheduled one. She, I forget exactly, oh, he was breech. Oh, okay. But okay. then they scheduled it because her, her doctor was going to go on vacation or something. So, so, yeah, just so in your friend group, um, that was what the norm was. And at that epidurals time. were normal. Uh, C-sections were normal. Um, it was just very medical births. And so at what point in time did your thinking about birth start to change? Ah, the first home birth with a midwife that I got to go to. <laughs> a very close friend. Yes, she was having a home birth. And actually, all of my friends here in Virginia who were having babies, they were having me act as their doula. Yeah. Yes. And so this, this mama, she's going to have me as her doula. My mom is like the caretaker. Always. Of everything. Of so we're all, all having, the time. We're all having babies. All the time. And I'm, I'm just jumping in at all these births. Um. And I knew what doulas were, so, you know, I was happy to jump in, and I'm enjoying this. But the first home birth, and I remember watching and thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, birth is so simple. The baby comes out. (laughs) You don't need any gadgets, gizmos, interventions. A mama just births her baby. And after that, it was like, I have been to the mountaintop. (laughs) I have seen the other side. And fell in love with midwives and home births and birth center births and that just was letting here, mamas right? do their things. In Virginia, that was here? That was here. Yeah. Who, yes. That, I'm trying to remember who that was. You don't have to yeah, say. You, you wouldn't know her. This okay. was like back in like 1992 oh. or something. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I kept thinking that your home birth was the first one no. that your mom had gone to. No. So then, but you still weren't, so I get asked this question a lot. A lot of people ask me because I've been a doula for like 15 years now and they'll be like, so did your mom get you into becoming a doula? And I'm always like, which came And you deny it. I'm like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Me too. That's it. I'm like, I'm a second generation midwife, but I wasn't following in my mom's footsteps. (laughs) Yeah, because I actually think I became a doula before you became a birth assistant or we did it at the same time because, um, 
we, we actually took the class together. We went through part of my childbirth education certification and your doula training. Exactly. And I was actually also getting my certificate. Well, I decided not to get certified as a doula, but I took all the training. Yeah. So we were all kind of simultaneous doing that. Yes. Thing. So the funny thing is, is that so at this point in time, we meet you, Kim, and me and Kim became instant soulmates. So yes. funny. Accidentally. And we decided to become doulas together. Yes. And um, so then... Do you remember when we met and you were like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I wait tables, but I also am trying to, I'm becoming a doula. And everyone's like, what's that? But you were like, no, <laughs> what me too. And I'm like, stop it. You don't even know what it and is. You're just joking. Yeah. That's like the accidentally in love song. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happened. Kim, I am going to take some credit. Take all the credit. There is a reason that she that just naturally kind of was used to doulas. And the, like I said, so many of my friends were having babies. I was going off to birth. She was used to that. Her little friends would come over. She would put dolls or pillows under their shirts. That's had a little so clipboard, And she would help them birth their babies. With the clipboard, which is very important. Well, she would chart. She was very <laughs> responsible. Yes, not anymore. Where did that go? Not know. anymore. I hate charting. <laughs> And Ryan Barker, oh, the thespian, so dramatic when she would be birthing her babies and Jesse would be helping her. She was a thespian, and a lot of people also thought we might be lesbians. Well, because you, shocker, of course, we're not. That's how it always works. <laughs> yeah. But you were attending births. Yes. Before. Off the books. <laughs> Jess was attending births. So. Yes. You win. So I guess she's the chicken. I'm the egg. You're the, clearly you're the egg. Yeah. And I'm my mom's egg. Path, we just don't yes. want to admit it. Yes. You chose your own path. So, but I think the story's funny before we go to break that we all started taking doula training together. That was and cool. And then um, yeah. we actually, so part of doula training is that you have to attend a childbirth education <laughs> class. And so um, we found Amy and Desiree's, uh, who were they, they were 10 Moons Midwifery. Now they're both in nursing school to become CNMs. They're so amazing. Um, they were my midwives when Ren was born. Um, but they were teaching a childbirth education class. And so we picked this class to be the one that we go to to learn about birth for our doula training. Mm -hmm. um, and we all three rode together in the car. They weren't midwives yet. They were they were training. In, they were training. training. Yeah. And, and they taught an awesome class. Yeah. And so we all three rode to the class together. And do you remember the, on the way to the first class was the time that you told me that yes. you told us that you were pregnant with Max? And no one knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God, she's pregnant with Max. Which I think I had just realized what was happening yeah. as we I was getting ready to come out to your car. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. And so we yes. all went to class together um, with the pregnant women. And then there was just us doulas just excited to be around pregnant women because we were just, you know, like little baby fetus doulas. Yes, we were little fetal doulas. Yes. And mom had an interesting memory that I forgot about, about when we attended that <laughs> class. Uh, Kim. Oh, Kim. No. Uh, at one point, yeah. Poor Amy. She's I trying don't to recall do the this. relaxation exercises. And, and then... Kim is like, I'm spooning Jessica <laughs> <laughs> and giggling away. And eventually Amy had to kick us out of the uh, relaxation exercise. I'm sorry, Amy. I listen, I, I, ne I didn't learn to be comfortable with those situations until <laughs> I later went to midwifery school. And then after I attended all those Scientology births where I wasn't allowed to talk, but can only use, you know, 
then I got used to it. And now I'm fine with not having any personal space at birth. But we had just met and we were spooning and that is not my jam. Yeah. So I could not control. I couldn't. I was so uncomfortable. We do have a tendency to talk and laugh a lot in weird situations. Way too much yes. giggling. <laughs> yes. Remember being sent out on the back porch? I we don't. Were, we were dismissed. I don't recall that. I kind of remember it a and little I'm like, bit I now. I think we're being punished. And now when it and happens. I was with the rule breakers. I know. And oh, you man. were probably dying. And now when someone does that in your class, how frustrating is that? Don't you just want to throw <laughs> the book at him like shut up get out <laughs> i try to pretend i don't hear it good luck i'm very loud and so are other people just does like that me. happen in your class sometimes every now and then some couples will start giggling if it's not their thing um so i try to find the balance if i do have some couples that are having trouble with it i either try to modify it make it seem not so you know hippie speak. yeah okay <laughs> thank you Hmm. But uh, yeah, some are so most mamas they love it, but some get a little uncomfortable with it's it. It's so just I that we're not to used flexible. to. They're, p- most people aren't used to letting their guard down, and so you just get in there. You just start rubbing and touching, and there's a lot of butt jiggling happening. So for you, for me, for you, it's all normal. But if you've never had that experience, it is a shock to some people. I, I can think. only imagine. <laughs> yes, I always look for my bravest victim, a volunteer, yeah. uh, for the hip wiggle butt jiggle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So before we go to break, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite stories of you being a childbirth educator during the time of COVID, um, because usually you give classes in real life and you have real life pregnant women to demonstrate your um, demonstrate your techniques on. And so when COVID hit. That wasn't an option because now my mom, who... Oh, is this the Neil story? Yeah. I'm so my excited. My mom, who is number one already, like, her and technology do not get along. I can't Oil like, and water. I, oh, I can't press buttons. Like, Oil and water. I hate buttons. You want to see her get angry, Kim? Let's put her in the room with a computer. She has to work. She'll get angry real fast. I would... Okay. And then it's just like... Game. I'm game. <laughs> Liz, hitting the button 14 times does not work. So she's already... Yeah, that's the gnashing teeth face it's a good one so now you know where ren gets it from yeah so not only is she trying to do this class in front of zoom which is like it's always like well now zoom's not working what happened why where did the zoom go can you repeat that i sat there in front of the zoom for an hour waiting for everyone to get on and i just ah but then she doesn't have anyone to demonstrate her techniques on and so she got my dad to do it. Yes. <laughs> so my dad came. Poor sweet Neil. Got on hands and knees in front of that Zoom camera and let my mom wiggle his butt <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> I don't believe it. I feel like I, I would have to have seen that to believe that Neil just went with that. When I heard that story, I almost peed my pants. <laughs> We have now successfully switched those roles. I've taught him the techniques. And now if I am doing a virtual class. He can do it. He does the techniques now. Why is that so but much first, funnier? He didn't have any idea of how to do that them. That just sounds disturbing to me. I never want to watch that. Let's, <laughs> let's never let that happen. <laughs> I am just so happy about that. I will never watch my dad shake my mom's apples. It's not going to happen. All right, I have to go to break. I'm I need, bit, I'm thinking about it though right I now. I need a glass of wine. My face just turned red. All right, let's go to break. <laughs> Cue the music. Oh yeah. 
So the sponsor for today's podcast is once again our Patreon account. So what do you get for being one of our patrons? So today we recorded some behind the scenes footage of us recording our podcast. Probably will get more than you could ever want from us, honestly. (laughs) Sometimes we do weird, crazy dance videos. Sometimes we roll in the snow in our bathing suits, because why not? Yeah, so basically the point of this is, is that we would love to have you as a patron of our podcast. If you become a patron, there are three different levels of monetary support, and each level gives you different perks. Um, So yeah, check out our Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash wineaboutbirth, and we would love to have you on the Wine About Birth Patreon team. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. We're going to have to make this uh, quick because I could be getting called to a birth. Yeah, you probably are. A birth that my mom taught the childbirth class for and I'm going to be the doula for. And it comes full circle. I think it's so interesting when I have clients in common with my mom because... My mom shows a picture of me at every single... You are my class, Jess. <laughs> I, am, I am her class. You are. So your mom and I were just going back and forth over how far apart your contractions need to be in yeah. order to, to go in or... Yeah. What so, did you say? Well, they can't have a baby in the car if they're only five minutes apart. Don't they get to two and three minutes? Not they always. Do, but usually, but sometimes... So, so I'm going to say that's one of the hard parts of teaching childbirth education is that you're taking this large group of people and you're trying to give a rule that's going to work for the majority of them. And usually that rule does work for the majority of them. But there's always those outliers. Yeah, like the, like <laughs> I just like picking your mom apart and being I, like, <laughs> don't say that again. We, I've had several moms that, whose contractions never get closer than seven minutes. Which sucks when Get they're pushing out. because it's it takes forever to push a baby out because it's only once every seven minutes and then it's usually not a very long contraction. So it's like, okay, you got to work as hard as you can for that one contraction because we're not going to have another one for seven minutes. But then, this is such a learning process. But it then is. there's other people who their contractions can be five minutes apart and especially if they're not a first time mom, they can go to two minutes apart. True. In the space of one contraction, and then their baby can come out. True. Which almost happened to me the other day with another client that was <laughs> again a, Jess. a client of ours. They texted me. I went to a birth the other day. They texted me at like 7 that their contractions were about 5 to 10 minutes apart, but very painful. Hmm. And so um, we decided to meet at the center. And when she pulled into the center, which was like 30 to 35 minutes later... She was like two minutes apart. And mm. I was like, uh, <laughs> how are you counting what? five minutes? It probably just picked up in the car. I don't know. I don't know. And she had her baby shortly after that. So that's a, so that's the hard part. And I know this is the hard part for you, mom, because you're so detail oriented and you want to say the best thing that works for all the people. And that doesn't always work. So my clients always come to me and they're like, well, your mom said four, one, one. Yes. When contractions are four <laughs> minutes apart. Which is usually correct. Or one minute long for at least an hour. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. But when you're my do du- when I'm your doula, don't really worry about that because I don't really go by that. 
because I was like, I'll have people who will be at 411. They don't have their baby for 24 hours. Yeah. And I'll have people who are at 411 and they have their baby an hour later. Well, that's, right. what's, that's what's nice about a doula Absolutely. is that the doula yeah. can walk you through, like, which one of these people are you, you yeah. know? Or try to. It, sometimes they still catch me by surprise. Well, I do always tell the dads. If ever she looks at you and she says, I want to go now, you go, yes, dear. Yeah, okay. For sure. Or yes. get ready to catch a baby on your own. It's yes. It's whatever you want. Speaking of the dads, the dads are the ones who, like, they love your class so much. Because I, <laughs> like, I advertise it as, like, you, the mom, are going to, you're going to have your baby. You're going to be in labor. You're going to do your thing. Whether you have someone there to help you or not. You're going to do your thing. So what can you do for your partner or for the dad so that they can be helpful? Like the class is more for, do you want to be involved in this? Do you want to be that person or not? If you do take the class and oh my gosh, if they're not going to have a doula, I'm like, listen, you have to take the class. If you're not going to have a doula, your partner needs to know what, what to do because you don't have a doula. And then they're like, I just feel like I'm so ready for this birth now. Liz is like so amazing. I get it now. Like everything just clicks. And I'm like, yes. All right. So worth it. So mom, what would you say the most challenging things about teaching childbirth education are for you? And what would you say are the most rewarding things? I'll start with the rewarding. Okay. The rewarding is when class finishes and they're smiling and the mom is feeling so much less fear. She's like, okay, I think I, I can do this. And the dads are like, yeah, yeah, I am ready for this. Let's have the baby now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I see that fear, you know, they've worked through a lot of fear. They're feeling more confident. They're actually looking forward to labor and birth. Mm -hmm. That's the reward. I like that. Yeah. Uh, most challenging if people have all different expectations of birth. Like if, if it's a class that has hospital birth, birth center birth, someone who's already had five babies. Um, if there's a lot of mix, it can get a little challenging. Um, I suppose, yeah, I don't mind giving the hospital birth ones. That's wonderful. But if they still have in their mind that, you know, the epidural and what about this and maybe interventions are needed and good, it can kind of change the atmosphere. So it's hard to bit. teach to each particular person's expectations or their birth plan if they're wildly different. Right. If they're all plans. basically like in the same type of mindset and they have the same kind of birth goals. You know, then it's easy. They're all cheering each other on. <laughs> I can see how that would be difficult because you don't want to say anything that's not offensive. I don't, that's not the right. right word, but that doesn't work for one person. And then you have to keep saying two things. That would be a little annoying, I think. Challenging. I could, yeah, that definitely could be challenging. And I know you've had clients before that um, sometimes there's clients who just like to challenge everything <laughs> about everything or yeah. if you just say one thing they don't like then or it's like or how about the ones that already know everything so you can't really figure out why they're there in the first place yes and do you ever have I've those had to bite my tongue because i want to look at them and say why why did you come why are you here yeah if if you don't like this you know you don't have to stay you can leave you paid me to teach you <laughs> but by all means tell us what you already know <laughs> sounds like what you used to say to me about living in your house <laughs> just joking, okay. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> i remember that she said her face was like yes that sounds right <laughs> being yeah. triggered no um 
So I know you always show a picture of me at class. You want to describe what that picture is? Because everybody always talks about it when they I'm also their doula. Yes, it's like I said, yes, you are my class. <laughs> yeah. I save that picture for just the right moment. Usually I'm talking about how I am very confident they won't need an epidural as long as there's no labor complication or glitch. And how can I confidently say that? Look at this face. <laughs> Do you see the fluttering eyelids? <laughs> Do you see the goofy grin, that silly smirk? Oh, she's rocking and swaying on the birth ball. And she says, I must really be moving along. I'm feeling stoned. I have no idea what that feels like. And uh, <laughs> but it's a good guess. Good guess. <laughs> yeah, my first response when you said that uh, was... How do you know that? I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did so, you say, you know, the birth high that everyone talks about? I felt it after I ran a mile once. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. So I like to show them that picture of you feeling loopy. And then I tell them, you too can feel stoned <laughs> with no drugs or alcohol. How cool is that? Your mom's using you to advertise the feeling of being stoned. With no drugs or alcohol. That is hilarious. Well, yeah, thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> with no drugs or alcohol. Go <laughs> endorphins. <laughs> and then I tell them all about the wonderful endorphins. I endorphins love that story. Great. They are great. Yeah. Um, she I, was loopy. Of course Maybe she was. La La Land. Yeah. I love La La Land. I wanted to talk a little bit about of moms in labor. I should probably say that's what I'm talking about. Yes, definitely what she's talking about. Oh, yes. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about me and you, mom, and um, our differences again, because there's some funny things that I think happen. And sometimes I'll have clients and I'll say something to them and I'll be like, don't tell my mom I said that. If you are talking to her. Don't also. tell my mom. Yeah, don't tell my mom. Um, <laughs> but I think it's so funny that as we're getting older, you're starting to like our differences. So I don't know if anyone on this podcast has noticed, but I like to make a lot of that's what she said jokes and sexual puns. And your mom responds with who? Who said it? Who said that? What are you talking about? Who, who is? What are we talking he? about? Most of the time they just go over my head. It's so nice because <laughs> you're so short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but recently, so you say stuff a lot, like all the time. Well, you're a bad influence. And, but you don't always notice yes, you're doing is. it. And oh, so, dear. and so, but you've started to notice when I'm picking up on it because I try not to always say something, <laughs> but I kind of make a face like I'm constipated. <laughs> the face it's is like, the giveaway. It's like a that's what she said constipation face. Like, don't say it. Don't say it. And then my mom sees the face and she goes, oh, my gosh, you're so bad. How do you she do that? She can turn anything anyone says uh, into, into. A, into a sexual innuendo. Into an innuendo. Yeah, I can. It's a, it's, it's a gift. <laughs> that wasn't even a thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're doing it right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So funny. <laughs> That's what she said. So, Mom. Jess. You are a great doula. You, so there have been times, not very many, but there have been times over um, our careers, birth workers together, where I have used you as my backup because the majority of my clients already know you because they've taken your class. 
Um, I have like a personal, I don't know. It kind of makes me mad because the times that I've had to send you to a birth, it's usually because I'm like stuck at a birth from like hell. Yes. Like yes. just the kind that never, ever end. And I'm the birth tired. birth go on and on. And then I'm like, mom, somebody else is in labor. Can you go be my backup? And you're like, sure, I'll go be your backup. And what has happened? I, I can think of the last two times that's happened. What happens to the births you go to three times? While I'm stuck over at the birth from hell, what happens to you? Oh, within a half hour of me being there, mom is smiling and holding baby. <laughs> yeah. She gets Every the time. She gets the always, birth. Always. And I'm always like, I could have left this birth, done that birth. And came back for this birth. She deserves that. After four cesareans, <laughs> the universe is trying to show her all the beauty of birth now. That's true. She so she deserves that. that. She and plus she's available. That. So she doubly deserves it. So do you want to tell the story of the one birth that I had to call you in for backup? Which I'm, I'm also going to make fun of you in the yeah. interim. Because I was stuck at... The, this was our birth Mageddon. I was stuck at three births. There was three births yeah, we in were juggling one day. Three, you were juggling three moms. And... Um, that was my favorite because I got to be that person that wouldn't do what you wanted. It was yes. like the opposite where yeah. you were trying to get me to check a mom and I refused just to irritate you. And you just kept like <laughs> smirking at me being like, how does that feel? Oh, it feels awesome. Take yeah. that. Yeah. Are you happy now? Are you ever going to question me ever again? I don't think so. Yes, I will. I will question you. Forever and Every ever. time. So, so my mom gets, I, I end up having to call mom to this birth, which was interesting because... This was, my mom's not technology gifted, so you didn't have a GPS. No. So. No GPS. So this birth is a VBAC. She In the middle me. of nowhere. She calls me and she says that it's time for someone to come. So I'm like, all right, I'll send my mom. So I call my mom. First, my dad has to print out MapQuest directions. Which I can't see in the dark. Which you can't see in the dark. Or the street signs in the dark or the street signs in the dark and then you get stuck in a traffic jam on the way on 81 81 wasn't moving didn't know there was an accident and so you finally pull up to this birth. that's why you need gps liz agreed i now have it okay good so you finally pull up to this birth and um meredith was the midwife she was the midwife in training but she was delivering yeah. the baby that day so tell me about the birth tell me about the butter birth you got to attend right before i left for my second birth of the day and wasn't going to be done for 24 oh, I hours i was just glad that i got there because <laughs> as i'm driving i'm talking to the dad on the phone getting updates and it's just like oh dear oh, you, yes, you hear the is, noises this, yes those are good birth noises uh Oh, well, I'm doing the best I can. And, and then me, when I, you know, and I can't read the street signs. Oh, th I'm going to stop you and say that Meredith passed you. And she goes, she texts me and she goes, I think I passed your mom. Yeah, she did. And I didn't know it was Meredith. And I wish I had because I would have followed her. <laughs> I wish I could have followed her. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I finally find the house and. Meredith was doing such a beautiful job with this mom. And the dad had just stayed so cool, calm, and collected. They're such a great couple. And this mom, she's just doing her thing. She's in the tub. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And this, you know, for a VBAC, there can be a lot of nerve, especially if the midwife, because of everything that was going on, you know, it's like, wouldn't it have been nice if people were here earlier? But, um, I mean, this mom just doing her thing. And then Meredith at one point saying, there's a baby. 
coming out your vagina. <laughs> Isn't that exactly adorable? That's what a V-back mom needs to hear. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, this mom was just so cool and awesome, and the birth was wonderful. I was only there for about 20 minutes, and the baby was born. And then when the Shocking. mom got to get up out of the pool, about 15 minutes after the baby's born, the placenta just came right out. Oh, right, right on out. This story still <laughs> makes me angry. And I'm like, wow, this is so awesome. Birth is so easy. Mm. I know I was supposed to be at that birth, too. I really wanted to be at that birth. So badly. Yeah, it was we were great. Not they were awesome and amazing and wonderful. And the pictures were great. And ah. while this birth story makes me angry, it also makes me incredibly happy for you out there listening to this. You had an amazing birth and you're such a bad you know what. I can't say the word in front of my mom. Um, but it still does make me angry. And then I do remember another time I called you to a backup to a to a mom. And, and the one in Harrison. This, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. And the the thing is, is that I had gone to her house. I had driven an hour to her house a week earlier because she thought she was in labor. And I had spent like nine or ten hours with her, like tucking her in and rubbing her back. And then eventually she fell asleep and labor stopped. And so I was like, I'm going to drive an hour home. And so then when she called me back in labor, um, I was at another birth. We were at a birth together. Um, and so I had to call my mom and be like, Mom, can we can you go to this birth? So she walks in the door to the hospital, and she had her baby. And this was a first-time mom. She had her oh, baby, yeah. like, really shortly afterwards. Yeah, like 20 or 30 minutes after. Yeah. But I was on the phone with the dad, and I'm saying, nope, don't go yet. Not quite yet. Don't leave yet. And then finally I'm like, okay, now you can go. And, and then, yes. Perfect. You're really good at this. That's where Jess gets it from. And then what the funny thing is, is that we spent... An entire afternoon with that other mom, and she didn't have her baby that day. Nope, she did not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Again, this is the universe. Like, whatever yeah. you did as a child oh, to I irritate this I woman, <laughs> so the much. universe is like, let me help you, Liz. I Here deserve you go. everything coming for me. Yes. Okay, so now yes, I tell I Jess, I'll, go, I'll, I'll be a doula for any of the births that she wants me to go to. Um, yeah. You just keep getting the good ones. Yeah. But it doesn't happen very often no. at all. So do you have any births that you would like to share with the world that are your favorite births or births that stand out to you or lessons you've learned from birth? Um, well, we've talked about some some nice ones there. But, of course, my favorite yeah. will be Ren's birth. You delivering Aww. Ren. And that was so healing for me. Because of getting to see my granddaughter be born. And Jess, you were so awesome and amazing. You, you're a good birther. <laughs> Mama, wasn't it the first you're time. a great birther. Baby got the good genes. It wasn't the first time. Yes, you were. Yes, you, you were. You were fine. You weren't the problem. Ah, okay. And I second that, knowing all of the details, yes. Actually, Classic you were, you're primate awesome issues. Labor, but... Ren's birth was just so cool and so wonderful and, and so happy great. when Brian called me and I got to hear you at least in labor. I was not happy at that moment no. because that was the moment my mom had made me get out of the birth tub to use the bathroom. Well, She's, I tell all the dads the way, I have to make sure the moms every hour to hour and a half use the toilet. You guys should process this moment because she's literally never forgiven you for it. She's still angry with you for I'm not that angry, moment. Really? Every yeah. time what I feeling have to would make, you call it? Every time I have to make a. Well, mom, the first time you kept peeing in the pool. I know, but remember, I said, but this time's different. <laughs> we don't believe women when they say that. They all think it's different. It was different. <laughs> 
every time to this day that I feel the need to ask a mom to get out of the birth tub to pee when I think she's getting close to transition, I cringe inside. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry I'm doing this to you. I remember you doing it to me when I had Brock, and And I I could hear you guys in the living room going, I'm not going to tell her, you tell her. I wanted to punch myself in the (laughs) face when I did that. And you came in, and and I wanted to get out, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't make myself move. And I'm like, if one of them would just come get me out of the tub... That would be helpful, but nobody wanted yeah. to be the one no, to tell I me. Did not want, I did not want to get out of the tub, and I had only been in there for a little while, and so, my mom was like, remember, you told me <laughs> to make sure you go pee because of how long you were in the tub last time. And I was like, ah. So then I, you had me, way too much tub time with the first. Yeah, so then I just, like, yeah. screamed on the toilet, which is when Kim... No, you didn't. I... Uh, it wasn't a scream. It was a transition. I'm about to push my baby out moaning. And that's good. Yeah, it's, that's it's, beautiful. I was so excited. I, I picked up my phone it. and all I could hear was you. And I was like, oh my God, it's so amazing. She's going to have her baby. And my baby like less than 30 minutes later. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear the rainstorm that's the happening. The rainstorm is happening. So yeah, so then the baby came out, but I I did want to talk a little bit about because you've watched um all of your grandchildren but one be born, um, uh, two two I I didn't get to see oh you didn't get to see Lila be born oh. and you didn't get, I to, didn't see get to see Kobe Dean. and I didn't get to see Dean oh actually. so three three, three. Yeah. okay. Um, um, I'm batting 500. Yeah, so well, my mom didn't see any of my home births. If that Aww. makes you feel any better. So I do know that it was probably like, what was that like for you as a grandmother and a like as a someone who teaches birth? Like, yeah, was it hard for you to shut off the like? Were you able to treat just the same as you would have anyone else, or were there was there just like so much emotion happening? I was just I, I wanted to play mother role, but mother role, doula role, they can be very similar. Um, I was I was just thrilled with how wonderful it was going for you with Ren's birth after how difficult everything was with Lila's and everything about it was just so awesome and beautiful and and wonderful and yeah so you going with the toilet that that was a good thing and those sounds <laughs> keep th- telling yourself th- that. they were good and then Lila <laughs> looked at Grandma Joyce yeah whose eyes got very big. And she said, oh, don't worry. It's just hard work having a baby. I love that. <laughs> and Two she's and the one. years old. And she's the one that wants nothing to do with birth at all. <laughs> at nothing. All. Not even nothing. a little bit. Well, I think Amaya and Melody are going to be using birth control for a long time once they are needing that because uh, I think their brother's birth terrified them. <laughs> Probably. It, was, it Probably. sounded a little... So my and Melody are my nieces and yeah. they came into the room to watch Very my medical. nephew be born. brother's birth. Yeah. Um, but you know what? They've all learned a lot, I think. Even if they never want anything to do with birth, which I'm okay with, like they've learned a lot from watching it and being around it. And Hey, Ren wants to carry on the torch as the Ren and Evie. Ren I is just a free ball and <laughs> birth worker, man. I'm trying My so hard animal. not to get excited. Yeah. Trying yeah. to, and it's perfect because Evie is me. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? Stop doing that. That's fine. And you're like, Oh, let me rub you. And Ren's the same way. Yeah. So if they could just try not to get excited because if they don't do it, I don't want my 
excitement to be crushed. So yes. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, if they don't want to ever attend births, it's fine. I do want to say something about my mom. So my mom's kind of like me. She's a little bit dead inside. She does not cry. No. Oh, I've I never, didn't know that about you. I've never seen my mom cry. Really? The closest I've ever seen my mom come to crying was at my first niece's birth. So her Amaya's first birth, her yes. first grandchild. Um, it blindsided me. I wasn't ready. And <laughs> it also blindsided me. Um, when she first came out, it was the closest I've ever seen my mom come to crying. And that was also at the very beginning of our birth worker journey. We were just starting to become doulas and whatever at that time. You almost saw your mom almost cry with the birth of your niece. Yes. I finally saw my mom almost cry this weekend because of the death of her mother. Yes. Incoming death, I guess. It's just crazy. We're all dead inside. Great. That's Fantastic. Right. I kind of like being dead inside. Me I enjoy too. It. Oh, we have way more feelings than we let on. I know. So does your do, mom. But I she really, just oh, pro- yes, the feelings she just, are there. It's just we um, process the them differently. The feelings are there. The tear ducts are just <laughs> broken. broken. Neil and I, we have an I'm like, because we'll watch a movie or something and he'll get all misty eyed and everything and he'll look at me and I'll go, uh, this is where the tears would be if if i had oh i cry when i watch movies i just don't cry in real life like if i'm Uh, watching a movie i'll cry every time but not for real life stuff like cry cry but every once in a while i get misty eyed um that's one thing that i felt bad in regards to you is that you kind of shut down you used to be more able to cry in things and i was hoping it wasn't my bad example of it probably was. I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> Mothers and daughters. I'm going to blame it on you. You killed her soul. And, uh, oh, wait. You don't have one. You're good. Yeah. We're going to blame that and the toilet transition thing on you. Your windows are open. <laughs> so, just you're so, welcome. Just I know, so you know. I just noticed my windows hey, are open I'm still and crediting, it is raining balls out. I'm still crediting that the rest of that birth went so quickly because I got you on the toilet and you did those beautiful contractions. I agree. On the toilet in that wonderful position. I and agree. after that, you were good to go. I agree. True story. Thanks, Mom, for a fantastic birth. Well, it's time to wrap this thing up. I'm not going to say it because your mom's here. Say it. But I think it's funny that you and your mom are are nothing alike. No, my mom and I are nothing alike. You are alike, like your mom. Well, I do think my mom and I are alike, but yes. I would not want her as my main. She's not my doula person. Yes. Whereas your mom was your doula person. Oh, and I want to put a little bit of like a thing out there for you. My mom is the best postpartum support person in the entire planet. Oh, I just want her to come like be my life person. She it makes brings, me happy. She, if I can bring people food and feed them and, yes. and pamper them a bit, I love oh it. Oh my gosh. She was bringing me food. She was scrubbing my toilet. Amazing. She was doing everything for me that she possibly could. So, Mom, that is your... Oh, yeah. That, that is a very large strength I've asked her before if we can switch moms just for a little while so that she could come <laughs> pamper me and my kids, and my mom could come to you, and you guys could go out and drink margaritas together. And I also want to say that there's no way that I could have ever gone on this birth worker journey without my mom, because Aww. when you are a birth worker and you have children of your own, you need to have someone who can be there for you for childcare and... You've always been there for me to help with the kids if there is nowhere else for them to go at the drop of a hat, to pick me up from the hospital after I'd been awake for three days and was hallucinating and couldn't drive home. That's true. So for that, I thank you, Mom, even though I don't thank you for the toilet thing. Oh. (laughs) 
That was adorable. Do you good, have anything that thanks. you want to say about your birth work or about me before we end this thing out? You are an amazing birth worker, and I love it, and I am so glad that you have found your calling with that and your niche with that. I also get a kick out of the fact that you admit you're way too lazy to become a midwife. I am way too lazy to become a midwife, and I really, really have no desire to ever become a midwife. You're also too lazy to shut the door that's flooding your porch. I know, and I have to... I know they're open. All right. Well, we have to wrap this up. But, Mom, thanks you for coming on to our podcast. Oh, this was fun. Isn't it? I loved it. And we're ending with a monsoon. And uh, the only other thing that we have to say is... Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Go shut your windows right now. Oh, my gosh.